Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Sunday Sermons from Concord United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll find this message to be meaningful, insightful, and a refreshing part of your daily walk with God. Please feel free to share this podcast with family, friends, or anyone else who might benefit from it. This podcast is part of the digital ministries of Concord United, and we are grateful that you have chosen to experience worship and God's Word with us. For more information about Concord United and its ministries, please visit our website at concordunited.org. Good morning. I'm so excited to get to be here today. I mean, it's Sunday. I'm excited. Um, Want to start by acknowledging, talk about a storm. Many of us in this room have experienced the storms and the waves that come with a medical um, diagnosis or crisis. And one such person that has experienced that is Tom Baker, had a heart attack in June. And Tom is back with us today. And we've been, we prayed um, and just thank you, Tom. We are grateful that you're here and that you're here, (laughs) right? Um, Both, Um, just amazing story. And what we know, those of us who have been through medical crisis, the, the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual journey that it is. And so we lift those experiences up today. Wow, it is, it's amazing. I think about how our God is a living God. Um, we don't worship, we don't believe in a God that just from a long time ago. We believe in a God who is alive and well in the midst of whatever is going on in our life or our world. And boy, we have seen that just this weekend. Some of us got to go hiking yesterday um, at Wesley Woods. Some of y'all are here. Incredible work. We've got, we've got a, uh, the teenagers are going ice skating this afternoon. Afternoon and this evening we've got the Super Bowl get together. Not to mention we're just here on a Sunday morning. May we never take for granted what God is up to in our midst, how the Holy Spirit is at work. There's a story that I'm familiar with, and I I recall it because um, the impact it has had on me is significant. And it's a story from a long time ago, but believe it or not, those stories still have influence upon us. It was the 1700s, to be specific, 1735 approximately. And there was a group that left England and headed to the colony of Georgia, Savannah, to be specific. They were on a boat, a ship, As my grandfather who immigrated from Scotland reminded me, those boats, even in the 1920s, much less in the 1700s, they were not cruise ships. Um, Grande was always pointed that out. That's not how they got to America. So they're on this boat and they're going across the Atlantic. It is not a seven day trip. It is a couple of months trip. And along that journey is the reality of being on a ship crossing the Atlantic in the 1700s. There was storms, significant storms. And the gentleman who I have studied in, it's part of his story, he was scared in the midst of the storm. He was very fearful. He was fearful for his life that he was gonna die. And he noticed 
that there was another group on the boat that that wasn't how they were responding. They were calm. They were peaceful. They weren't in fear. He was perplexed by that because he, he, was, he knew about God. He knew about God. He served in the role in a, a church. He like had all this head knowledge, but yet his head knowledge could not bring him the peace that he needed in the midst of the storm. So he began to talk to this other group about, what is it? Are you not afraid? And they had this peace that passes all understanding. This peace that's not found in what the world can give us. That guy, John Wesley, founder of the Methodist movement that still continues in multiple forms today, that group was the Moravians. And he began to have conversations with the Moravians. And what we know is it would be some, some time later, but that would begin this process for John Wesley that would result in what we know as his spiritual awakening at Aldersgate when his heart was strangely warmed as he sat. It went from his head to his heart. He couldn't think it. It was beyond his ability to think peace Peace is not something that we can create. Peace is something that is given to us and is within us. Our sermon series has been, it continues to be, on the Holy Spirit. And that is where we find out about that peace comes from beyond us. It's within us, it's given to us through the Holy Spirit. We've talked about how the Holy Spirit connects us, it helps us witness, and it helps us serve. And all of that is true. The Holy Spirit is God within us. It's a source. Now let's define peace to begin with because have you ever noticed that we, we, we use the same words but we don't always mean the same things. So this is not Webster. Um, this is Brooke putting together a definition. You can disagree with it, but for our conversation today, this is what we're using. Peace is an internal calm beyond our circumstances. Beyond our circumstances. Because in our lives, what happens, I don't know about you all, but this happens to me. When this happens, then I'll be okay. I don't know, like when I get married, everything will be easy then. Okay, just wondering. Um, I got married and life got interesting, right? Am I the only one? We've talked about that, just so you know. I'm not telling something personal. But peace, we think, or maybe it's like when we have a kid, that's when, no. We keep waiting for this next thing. When I get the next job, when I get that promotion, when we get the house, when we get the boat, when we go on the trip, all these things we look at beyond our, within us, we, we look at circumstances. If they would just leave me alone, if people would just believe like I do politically, then we would all be good. But that is external. That is not internal calm. 
It's an internal calm that is given to us and is within us and is beyond our circumstances. Our scripture reading from today comes from the book of John. In case you're wondering, we are studying the book of John at Lent on Tuesday afternoons. Would love for you to come. It's a, it's a fascinating book. They all are. But John, I'm excited about to walk through the book of John. So Matthew, Mark, and Luke are their stories about Jesus here on earth are very similar. And then John's kind of like the outlier. And where we're reading today is in the book, is in the 14th verse, so it's pretty much almost in the middle of the book of John. What John does differently, for those of us who've been around the church and read our Bibles some, we're used to Jesus is born, he lives, he ministers, then he goes to Jerusalem, and he is betrayed and tried and executed and rises on the third day. But John kind of throws us for a loop because in the middle, what happens is he has Jesus arriving in Jerusalem in the middle of his book. And what happens, we don't have the communion part of the bread and the wine and the Last Supper. We don't have that in the book of John. We do have that Jesus washes the disciples' feet. He predicts that Judas is gonna betray him. He predicts Peter is gonna deny him three times. And then he gives what we know is called the farewell discourse. It's a farewell speech where Jesus Tell, it's like Jesus is preparing the disciples for him going away and that they've got to continue this. And so he gives this farewell speech. And our scripture reading from today comes from this. After this, after the farewell discourse, what happens is that's when he's betrayed, he's arrested, he's tried, he's tortured, he's executed and he rises on the third day. So this is Jesus, remember as we hear these words, this is Jesus talking to the disciples. He's preparing them. And we're in John 14, verse 25 to 27. All of this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. God is the source. God is the source of peace that comes through the Holy Spirit. In this text, what we see is that the Holy Spirit is described as the advocate or the helper. And this is where we get our peace. It is through God, through the Holy Spirit. Not a couple of years ago, I had someone ask me, what did you teach? It wasn't science, was it? Because you don't use science illustrations and sermons. And I went, social studies. That's why you hear a lot of historical connections because that's what interests me. So today I'm gonna use a science illustration. It's gonna be very rudimentary um, and I think I'm gonna be able to get it right or close enough. 
When we think about the source of the Holy Spirit, about how God is within us, and about getting peace through that source, I think of plugging in a lamp to the outlet. You've gotta be connected. That God is that source, and when we plug in, that, that, is, that is our connection. That is God at work in us through the Holy Spirit. We can't, we said, our circumstances can't give it to us. It's about being connected to God, being connected to the Holy Spirit. Now, in our readings, Jesus tells them that there are going to be a couple of obstacles to peace. They are troubles and they are fears. And that is true for us. Our troubles and our fears create obstacles to peace. Think about it. When you heard the word peace, when Sophie said, we're gonna talk about peace today, our reactions are probably varied. They could have been everything from, thank you, I need to hear about that, God, to I can't even imagine what it must be like to have peace. And what can be obstacles to peace are our troubles, our distress, those things that are going on in our lives, those circumstances that are in our lives, they can be obstacles to peace. And Jesus knew that. And when I hear Jesus say, do not let your hearts be troubled, do not be afraid, I don't hear him saying, do not, do not, do not. I hear God saying to us, I hear Jesus saying to us, don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. God is our source of peace. Fear is a huge obstacle for us. We spend a whole lot of time in what if. Anyone do that? What if this happens or what if this doesn't happen? And I find myself, if I can control and fix and manipulate, maybe, what is going on, then in some way I can prevent what I'm afraid is going to happen. Yet the reality is, is all those what ifs that I spend all this time trying to prevent or negotiate, like I don't even have control of them. We don't even have control of them. Truly, what we have control over are our thoughts and our actions, what we're thinking about and what we choose to do. One of my favorite quotes about fear, and I may have used it before, but I'm gonna use it again, and I'll probably use it again the next time I talk about fear. It's found in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. The book Alcoholics Anonymous is the primary source of the 12 steps, which began this this process over almost 100 years, about 80 years, of using these steps in multiple ways. But one of the things that is found in, in the discussion about fear, because what we know about the 12 steps, they're just not about quitting drinking. If, what, you wouldn't need 12, would you? It is about far more. It's about living a life connected to God. And one of those obstacles is fear. And this is what the book says. It says, fear was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. Anybody have the thread of fear running through your life? 
It's an obstacle to peace. It is an obstacle to peace. One of the things that Jesus also says in the scripture is that the peace he gives us, the world cannot give us peace. Not only do we allow our circumstances to affect or we, we depend on our circumstances to change and that that will bring us peace, we also expect the world to give us peace. We depend on institutions and people to give us peace. And Jesus said, the world can't give it to us. And the world today, and I always love it when we're like the world today. I want to believe that my grandparents back during World War II and the Depression thought it was pretty hard themselves too. I don't think our generation is the only one to go through hard things. I wonder what it was like to live during the Civil War. But yet, once again, we look to the world to make us okay. We get disappointed with institutions. Let's be honest, the church disappoints us. The church global and the church that maybe we are a part of is that we get disappointed because our institutions, our families, our friends, they can't meet what we want. And so the peace is gone. The world cannot give us peace. And that is like really good news. Like that is an actionable item you can walk out of here today and go, all right, world, I'm gonna stop looking to you. Like it's really basic. So God is our source through the Holy Spirit. We have obstacles through our hearts being troubled and through fear. We look to the world and we look to circumstances to try to give us peace. Yet what we believe is that the peace comes from God. So how do we connect to that? Because I bet there's some people sitting there going, that sounds great, Brooke, but how? So we've established that the Holy Spirit is within us. It is God within us. And we need to take some actions to connect. Do we have any phone scrollers in here, Facebook, Instagram? You don't have to confess, but you can. Like that is connecting us to the world. That is connecting us to circumstances. And that is okay to look at that. I look at it. Yet, how do we connect? And the way that we connect is we need to be intentional connecting to God. We need to do that through prayer and meditation. When I say prayer, prayer and meditation, prayer is talking and meditation is listening. Believe it or not, our relationship with God is just not telling him things or asking for things. It is listening through prayer and meditation. We need to take the time to pray. And if you're like, I'm never sure what to say. It's a relationship. Just start talking to him. Talk to him about what's going on. Talk, it doesn't have to be this special prayer. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. Connecting to the Holy Spirit and God, we do that by talking with God and listening to God. We do it through reading scripture. And you've heard us talk about this. We're very intentional about equipping you with ways to read scripture. We have our daily reading plan. And 
today, online and out at the information desk, you can get your Lent reading plan. Our sermon series through Lent, which begins on February 22nd, is about Jesus facing Jerusalem. The things that Jesus has faced on the way to Jerusalem and in Jerusalem, and those things that we face as well. And our reading plan goes along with that. A reading plan begins on February 20th by reading the book of 1 John. By the way, it's not a whole lot. It's just a couple of chapters. You can do it. Maybe you're like, I tried it and I just couldn't keep up. Try again. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. We have devotionals that go along or a podcast that go along. Maybe what you commit to, maybe you are intentional in the upcoming weeks about reading the scripture which we have provided. It's an opportunity. There is no time like today to begin. Putting it off is not gonna get easier. Your schedule's not gonna get any easier or less busy. You just gotta start somewhere. So start by connecting to God through prayer and scripture. I'm gonna confess something. You're like, great. <laughs> don't worry, you don't all have to come up here and confess something today. I, I struggled with the sermon this week. I just couldn't, I, I, I realized I put together two sermons. Aren't you glad I decided that wasn't a good idea? I decided to go with one. Came in here Friday and I started to go through the sermon like I normally do when I'm preaching. I stopped eight minutes in. You're like, maybe you should have done that today too. No, I'm joking. I stopped eight minutes in and I went and I sat on the stairs. I was like, God, what is going on? This is not good, God, it's Friday. We've worked on this. And then I realized the great irony of that the sermon was about peace. I was like, I'm struggling with a sermon about peace. Brooke, maybe you need to really read the scripture. Maybe you need to hear like I needed to hear on Friday. Brooke, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave you. The world's not gonna be able to give you your peace. Yeah, there are things that are going through your head that are troubling you. Like you can't figure out which sermon to preach. And yeah, you have fears about that. But I'm with you. Remember, Brooke, I am your source. It comes from within how I'm dwelling in you. And that's just not from me. I'm not unique or special or better than or less than. I'm like each and every one of us that gets to live life in the midst of the realities. I needed to hear that scripture as I had spent time preparing for it. How we can miss the whole point. Maybe you need to hear that today because Jesus promises us peace. He does. The Holy Spirit is within us, dwelling within us, and we are given peace that the world can't give us, that is beyond our circumstances, that there are gonna be obstacles, that there's gonna require an intentional connection on our part, and yet we need to hear that God promises peace. Jesus promises it to us. There's a story in the Gospels 
of the disciples and Jesus being on a boat. Jesus takes a nap. The storm comes and they wake Jesus up and they say, didn't you think we're we're going to drown? Like what is going, I just always love the disciples because I'd be like, Jesus, what are you doing? It is stormy out. Jesus gets up and he calms the storm and he says, peace be still. Some versions say quiet, be still. Just as John Wesley found himself in the midst of the storm out on the Atlantic and he couldn't figure out how he could be fearful. The disciples were fearful in the midst of the storm and Jesus reminded them, peace be still. He stilled the waters. We need to remember that that is our God that our God is bigger than this world, he is bigger than our circumstances, that we need to connect with him and we need to remember that our peace that passes all understanding comes from God and that is really good news. My prayer for you today is that you begin or re-engage. Acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is at work in us and that it, it provides a peace that passes all understanding. Our song that we sang before and that they will sing here in a minute talks about it. Peace be still. It's a promise from our God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer, I thank you for the gift the gift of this moment and this time. And I don't know what people brought in, but I know we bring things in here. It's not like we get to just leave it at the door and that you meet us in this, in this moment. Some of us just need to be reminded or hear for the first time that our peace comes from you and that is good news. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Speak to us in the midst of our realities. May we hear the promise of our Savior that he gives us peace and he leaves us with peace and that God provides the Holy Spirit to do the work. Into your hands, may your will, let our will be done. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.